You're listening to the LaunchCast, the podcast about leadership, business, life, and growth with me, your host, George Andriopoulos. It's like food for your ears. At this time, I'm going to ask that you fasten your seatbelts. Launch sequence. Launch sequence activated. Launch sequence activated. Five, four, three, two, one. Everybody, welcome to the launch cast. Thirty-eight episodes, goosebumps, damn it! Episode one thirty-eight, the fatherhood paradox. This is a big one, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I am so psyched to be back again. I got some extra energy tonight for this intro. Because it's the Launch Dad himself bringing you your favorite podcast on the planet. We're talking leadership, business, life, growth, because it's my show, damn it. Woo! Man, I am jacked up tonight. What is happening, everybody? What is happening? Thank you for joining me on another episode of the LaunchCast. It's episode 138, The Fatherhood Paradox. I just wanted to shoot the shit with you guys today. This episode is sponsored by me. By me, because it's my show, and I'm sponsoring this, Jamie. No, today we are talking about fatherhood. I really wanted to get into this. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that we just had a baby girl. Uh, man, I am I'm over the moon. Our family is over the moon, um, but I didn't have much of a chance to talk about it the other day. Um, we had some planned guests. We had some amazing guests these last couple of weeks, and so I wanted to get through those episodes. I wanted to take today just to to shoot the shit, man. I wanted to talk about some things that um, you know I've been looking forward to um, about this this new journey. I wanted to talk about how um, how life has has sort of taken its own course since this journey happened a couple of weeks ago. You know, you expect things, and sometimes uh, they don't go the way that you planned, and that's okay. Um, you know. And just tie this whole thing to leadership like we always do because that's so important to me. So let me get down to business here. Let me get down to business. A couple of weeks ago, August 7th at 10.56 p.m., my daughter, Joanna Lynn, was born. My beautiful little baby girl. Um, Gosh, I, I can't even describe the feeling that day. I'm going to try to today and I'm going to, I'm going to try and explain why this is important to, to this leadership topic of conversation. As I take a little sip of water, excuse that folks, it is late here and I'm, I'm trying to churn out a, another bar of gold here. I'm trying to churn out a, a great episode of the launch cast and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm running on fumes and, and pulling spring water. Bone Spring is not a sponsor, but they could be. Um, so, yeah, um, Joanna Lynn. So, so she came into this world about three weeks early. 
Um, you know, and for those of you that follow me, know my deal. Those of you that don't, let me let me talk about it for a minute. So, uh, you know, I, I have two children already. My my daughter Mia, Maria, Lydia, and my son Johnny, John Thomas. Um, Mia is ten. Uh, Mia is twelve. Johnny is ten. Um, they are my kids from my first marriage. They are the loves of my life. They are two of the the greatest things to ever happen to me in my life. And you know, this last ten years for me has been um, such a whirlwind. You know, and and I think it's a great time to talk about it as we come to the close of the live episodes, um, you know, the last couple of weeks of live episodes before season two starts in a few months. You know, this last 10 years, this has just been such a whirlwind. Um, I was I was on a track in my life um, professionally and personally that was just not where I wanted to be. It was, you know, this make-believe version of me that was um, almost a caricature of, of who I really am. You know, it was like a cartoon version of me that was loud and angry and, um, you know, uh, macho and, and any other stupid word you could find, find out there. Um, and, you know, the other shoe fell, right? Cost me a marriage, cost me, um, you know, my old career and... Uh, what I looked towards when I started to rebuild that, and I'm sorry if this is redundant, guys. I know I talk about this stuff all the time, but it's just so important in order to storytell to get these points across to 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 tell you my story, right? So that that you can maybe relate it to your story, maybe you can find some kind of similarity. Um, but where I looked. When I started to rebuild, when I knew that I had to change as a human being, when I knew that I had to start over and focus on what mattered, that was my children. It was Mia and Johnny, who at the time were um, so little, three and one and a half, um, you know, and it was a tough time for everybody, but I looked to my kids to find the man that I was always meant to be. So I focused on fatherhood at that time, uh, at a time when I just didn't feel like a great human being to begin with. And I put everything I had into fatherhood and, and, um, man, did I make the right choice? One of the first good choices that I had made during that time period in a long time. And, you know, I, I, I started to grow as a human being through, fatherhood. I put everything else aside, the professional stuff, um, interpersonal relationships. I just focused on the kids, becoming a better dad, becoming um, a, a man that my kids could be proud of, um, building my life around my kids as opposed to the other way around, right? Um, and, you know, as I got to know my kids at that age, because, you know, they're, they're babies still, right? You know them, but you don't really, really know them until you, you just spend as much time as you can with them. Uh, you know, before that, it was like I'm working all day, and it was like I would just leave the house in the morning and then come home, and they're all fed and taken care of, and I get to play with them for an hour or two, and then they go to bed. And um, that's not really knowing your kids sometimes. And so getting to know them through this process of just being a single parent and, um 
learning their likes and dislikes better, their loves, their hates, their, um, you know, their buttons, right? Um, it was a really interesting journey and it taught me so much about how to relate to another human being, um, how to interact with somebody in the most basic level, right? Because your kids, they're, they're human beings. They're just little tiny human beings. And so when you can learn to be thoughtful and sensitive and, um, and caring when speaking to another person, I feel like that is such a good um, factor in, in communication is probably for me, like the top factor in communication is being a thoughtful, sensitive person, um, empathetic to others. And that taught me a lot, you know, and after a year or two, when I really felt confident that I was in this groove as a dad and I was becoming the dad that I had always wanted to be and was building my life around my kids and, you know, even started my company so that I, that the whole reason I started Launchpad 516, my company, instead of getting a job elsewhere, was so that I could be flexible for my kids, so that I could be the class dad and and coach the sports and go on every field trip and, and you know, do all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and by the way, you know, my kids grew up in loving homes on both sides, you know, in our home, in their mother's home, uh, really loving homes, um, you know, throughout these years and, and parents that just care and, and would do anything for their children. And, you know, that, that was just, um, such a growth period for me, just learning how to be a human through being a dad, right. Through fatherhood. And as I got more successful, um, professionally and personally, you know, rebuilt broken interpersonal relationships um, that made relationships better than they were before, you know, found love and, and got married and, and you know, built more family and, and friendships and, and all the friendships now were like so much stronger. I owed all of that to my kids, to the relationship that I have with my kids. It was, there's no doubt in my mind that every iota of who I was in phase two of my life, as I like to call it, came from my relationship with my kids. And at a certain point, I was able to sort of harness that because I really, I bought into this and I really understood um you know, how, how much of an influence my own kids had on me. And, you know, then you start getting into a phase where, okay, you have some success now. You're trying to build a legacy for your family. You want your kids to understand that. And, and it was the first time that I could really truly feel like, okay, now I can, you know, um, my kids have taught me so much and now I can impart the knowledge on them that they need to be successful humans when they grow up. Cause now, you know, they're of age, they're 10 and 12, they're, they're getting older, they're starting to get into their, you know, these years of school that really matter and, and building the friendships that are going to last them hopefully a lifetime. Um, and it just became this dynamic that was for me so special, so, so special. I tell my kids all the time, uh, how much they teach me, you know, my daughter, Mia, she's my clone. It's funny though, because I wasn't like her as a kid. She's like me now, 
and 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 really, you know, my 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 twenties and thirties. Um, but I've seen how much she has grown, and my son Johnny. You know he's my north star. He's my he's my north star. I always tell him that he's my my moral compass and my north star. Anytime I have to make an important decision, a hard decision that's a moral decision, I come to my son to ask him advice. Like how how special is that? You know how special is that to have that kind of relationship with your kid? Um, and it's it's just like ah. Man, I'm I'm like I'm moved so much right now just talking about this because what was so crazy was that like this dynamic between me and my kids became so important to who I was that it was almost like this paradox happened that like maybe I never truly understood who I was as a younger person because I wasn't a father yet, or even when I was, when I was a new father and didn't understand fatherhood as much. And it's like this missing piece came to like fill the void, filled up my heart and, and just allowed me to be George at full potential, everything I was always supposed to be. Um, and, and I, I know that they didn't have any say in coming into this world, but I'm forever indebted, you know, to my kids for what they have given me in life, you know, and the, and the man that they have made me compared to the man that I was years ago. You know, I'm always honest with them about that. And, um, I, I, I can't thank them enough for, I just can't thank them enough for, for doing this for me. Um, just being there for me and teaching me everything that fatherhood has to uh, to teach a man that's really, you know, that at one time was struggling with figuring his own shit out, you know. Um, that's it, really the only way that I can describe that. And so now two years ago I get remarried um, and everything's clicking on all cylinders. And I knew... You know, my, my my wife, Colleen, had never had kids before. Of course, she's an amazing stepmom. But, um, you know, I knew the day would come that we'd have to go back into diaper duty mode, right? Literally duty. Um, and I welcomed it, you know. And, and, and the first time around, I was probably begrudgingly had a second kid because I just, I guess I wasn't in the place where I understood the full spectrum of, of fatherhood, you know, before it actually happened. So I welcomed it this time, not as just like, oh man, like there's more love that I can open my heart up to. There, there's another human being that I get to fall in love with and, and, and just raise and, and, you know, all the good stuff that comes with that. But from a selfish perspective, like just the inspiration, the creativity of having a, a new love in my life and um, all the new lessons I can learn. You know, 10 years, it's been 10 years since I had a little baby in the house and now getting to, getting to do it all over again. Um, and, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, man, you're 40 and you got to start over, huh? And I was like, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm excited. I don't care. Big deal, you know. Got a couple of years of, if we have, Bang out two kids quick. Got a couple of, couple of years of diaper duty, and then we're we're back to normal again. 
Um, and it's it's a struggle, as is life. Right? We talk about the balance phenomenon here, but it's um, it's a struggle that's that's worthwhile. And so, I want to talk about um, the birth of this kid and just all these feelings since. So, mind you, now it's COVID season. If you're listening to this, you know, years from now, and and listen to the rerun, we're still knee deep in COVID right now, right? It's uh, almost September. It's, uh, you know, things are a little more normal in New York, but not really. Um, you know, we're, we still in this house are semi quarantining. Uh, I haven't gone back to the office. My wife hasn't gone back to the office. Uh, the kids are about to start school again. And there's a big question mark of whether they're going to stay home and distance learn or, or go to school. Um, and so it's a weird time, but my baby was due August 25th, which is in two days <laughs> from now and was born two and a half weeks ago. Um, and that day was the perfect example of the clarity amongst chaos that fatherhood can bring, you know, or this child coming into our lives can bring. Um, I think I've talked about it a couple of times over the last few years. We're moving in a couple of weeks. We bought uh, another house and we're going to rent this house out. And, um, you know, and so the, the, the move was a little earlier than we had planned, but, um, you know, we couldn't, uh, uh, we couldn't avoid it just happened that way. And so there's a lot of logistics here with the move, you know, um, we bought my in-laws house. So it's like, they got to help them move out. My sister-in-law is moving out. Then we have to do some work on the house before we move in and then, uh, move. And then the baby would have been here and, and we got to move with the baby and we didn't set up a nursery in this house. And then we got to move and then get this house ready for a rental. And it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff. And so the day that the baby came. August 7th, we had just had a, a pretty decent size tropical storm slash hurricane uh, a couple of days before that. A lot of the area here in New York on Long Island was um, out of power. And so there was a, a crisis within the bigger crisis of the pandemic, but there was this mini crisis of power outages again, which we haven't seen the likes of this since uh, Hurricane Sandy you know, all those years ago, um, that tore apart this island. Not that this was anywhere close to that, but, and so the day, <laughs> the day consisted of, we had our Friday OBGYN appointment every Friday in the last, uh, the last month. Um, we were driving there. It's about 20 minutes away. We were driving there. We got a call on the way there saying the office didn't have power. Appointment was canceled until further notice. Great. We turned around, went back. Um, we got some breakfast. We ran to the neighboring town because we bought a ramp for my in-laws for their new place because uh, my father-in-law sometimes uses a wheelchair. So we bought a, a ramp for them on, on Facebook Marketplace, grabbed that real quick, came home, started working, both of us, I got a call that the Mason was coming to my house because we needed some repairs in this house in the backyard. 
unexpectedly. I also had a guy coming to my house to change the tires on my on my new pickup truck that I bought for the move. And we, we had 7,000 things happening that day. The, the OBGYN calls back and says, hey, we still don't have power, but the mommies that are expecting this month, we got to see them come in at 3 o'clock. And I said to my wife, why don't you go? Um, because they're only letting you in anyway. They weren't letting uh, spouses into the doctor's office. Why don't you go? I have the masons here. The, the the guy's coming for the tires later. It's all good. Mind you now, I've never, ever missed a doctor's appointment. Even when I'm not allowed in, I sit in the car outside and my wife FaceTimes me. Um, she goes. I'm doing my stuff here. I get the mason set up. Run to the bank to grab some cash to pay the mason. Okay. My wife gets home after the appointment. The Masons are knee deep in work outside. Uh, I'm about an hour away from the guy coming to change my my tires and my pickup. And my wife eats something quick, sits down at the dining room table to get back to work, and poof. Oh, my God. I think my water broke. All right. What's next here? Oh, oh. Launchpad 516. Fabrizio, put that good stuff on for this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like this. Launchpad 516. What can I say about this company? My life's work. I founded this company in 2013, and man, what a journey it has been since then. I took everything, everything that I've learned in business, in life, the mistakes, the successes, and I built this company with one mission in mind, and that was to go out there and fix businesses. And damn it, we have done it. Management consulting, what does that mean? You need help with growth strategy. Your company is failing. Your company needs help growing your company is doing good but just needs that little extra push that's us we come in we analyze we work with your people and we help you figure out how to get to the next level i promise you that now what else marketing sure media convergence the marketing agency within launchpad 516 we have Fortune 500 clients and we do it all. Web design, web development, social media marketing, email marketing, SEO, pay-per-click, video and graphic production, all of it. Public relations? Yeah. We are a creative marketing agency and we get your brand out there plain and simple. Welcome to creativity is our slogan and we mean it. Now, what else? Coaching? Sure. We've been coaching for years. You just didn't know it. We've been coaching CEOs, COOs, C-level executives under our consults for years. But now, with the leadership experience, we're taking it to the streets and we are coaching one-on-one with individuals like you. You need help with personal growth. You need help with career growth. You need help finding your leadership and changing the world that's that the leadership experience will do that for you and all of this it's under the umbrella of launchpad 516 so visit us at launchpad516.com launchpad and the numbers 516.com check out the link in our show notes 
Let's change the world together, guys. Fabrizio, great choice on the music, buddy. And so <laughs> the look on my face was like, must have been priceless. Now, I was sort of prepped for this because we had a false alarm two weeks before that. So that was kind of like the thing that lit the fire under my ass where, um, you know, we were 34 weeks, 35 weeks at that point, um, and we had nothing done. And so we got home that night after the false alarm and just did everything. So, you know, we were at least prepped. <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> we were at least prepped this time around. My wife's go bag was packed and we had the car seats in and, and all that stuff. Um, and so I go, okay, let me, I know this is going to be the night since your water broke. Let me just real quick, take a shower so I can freshen up before we go. Cause I know it's going to be a long night. Okay. Ran out, told the Masons we're having a baby, do what you got to do. Call the guy to cancel in the car. We get to the hospital. Um, you know, and, and it's kind of like, okay, we're checked in. She changes. They're doing tests. Yep. The baby's going to come tonight. You know, here's the deal. Your epidural, you're, you're going to give you Pitocin to bring the contractions on and all that. And normally on a day like this where I had so much shit planned, so many logistics, I would have been losing my mind because I'm that guy that has a, a planned out day, right? I, I get my shit organized and I know every minute of how the day is going to go. And when it gets thrown off, Man, does that fuck my universe up royally when my day gets thrown off from my plans. But this time, it's like, I was like, all right, let me take care of the bullshit I got to get take care of. The work stuff, the, the work getting done at home and all that stuff. You know, put my email responder on, contacted a couple of key clients that, uh, I knew may have been reaching out to me in the coming day or so and just saying, hey, not available. Uh, called the kids up. That was that was the only part that was hard because, of course, this came on a day when I was picking up the kids. Kids are with me about uh, half the week every week, and so I was picking them up for a nice, fun weekend. And, you know, we've done a, a, a lot of work to make sure that the kids are um, – okay with the baby coming, uh, okay with um, any surprises that may come in the beginning that are uncontrollable, um, you know, feeling loved, having them part of the process. Like we, we put the work in on that stuff. That was super important to me and, and to my wife. And so we put the work in and uh, I think we did, we did a pretty good job of that. Um, but I had to cancel. And so um, just for that night, and I said, hey, if the baby comes tonight, it's Friday night. I'll be there Sunday morning to pick you guys up the second we get back from the hospital. Okay, Dad. All good. And so that was the only part that was a little hard for me, but they were very understanding and, and totally got it. I'm not the guy that ever ever cancels on my kids. I've, I've switched my days probably a handful of times in the last nine years of my life. Um and, uh, yeah, so, like, all that stuff kind of washed away. All the logistics of that overplanned day. And we had made a joke that day when the doctor's appointment was canceled how much stuff we had done that morning. Like, I remember looking over at my wife right before we got back to the house after we had, like, done a million things already. 
We went to Home Depot. We went to pick up that thing on Facebook Marketplace. Like, we did everything. And we were like, wow, what a productive day. Little did we know that we were also going to be adding on uh, get the backyard masonry work done and, oh, have a baby. And so the rest of the day was, like, so chill at the hospital. Like, we got checked in. Um, you know, we were both nervous, of course, that nervous energy, but we were good. Um, the dynamic with us, in case anybody's wondering, is that, you know, I've had two kids already, but, and of course, like I'm that guy that's really involved. I go to all the doctor's appointments and I was like that in my last marriage too. But, um, this time around, it was very conscious of the fact that it is my wife's first child. And so I wanted her to experience it. Um, there were a couple of key little things that, that were important for me to let her know, like I would really like if, you know, with feedings and a couple of things like that, that I knew, um, these were like really important, uh, to, to my kids the first time around. And so just thoughtfully said, Hey, like, I, I think we should go this route with how we feed and blah, blah, blah. Um, but other than that, I wanted her to experience this you know, do her research as a first time mom would do. I didn't want to be the guy that was like, Oh, I've done this before. And let me tell you how it's done. No. Um, and so same thing with the birth. I was kind of like, Hey, let me, here's some key things about what happened the first time around and the second time around, but every time's different. Let's just do this thing. Let's, let's let life happen and see where it takes us. And so that's what we did. And before you know it, she goes in the hospital at four centimeters and within, uh, an hour or an hour and a half, she's eight centimeters. It's like almost go time. She gets her epidural. We got through it and she was like cool as a cucumber. After that epidural came, she felt nothing, no pain, you know? And so the cool part was that because of the fact that this was COVID time, the hospital was running really lean. And so we had our, our baby at, at uh, Northwell Hospital, North Shore, Manhasset, um, one of the greatest, in my opinion, um, women's hospitals out there in terms of like the, the, uh, the maternity wing and everything. And the doctors, they're incredible. And uh, we were in a beautiful delivery room and it was just me, Colleen, the nurse and the doctor. And it was like, the doctor saw that I was like, so on board and excited and not really thrown by, uh, by this kind of thing. Like I, I'm, I'm sure that there are a lot of guys out there that cannot watch a baby being born. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd experienced this twice already. And so I was just so excited this time. And so he was excited that I was excited. Let me be part of the process. And, uh, and we did this thing in 1056, my little girl comes out and I fell in love again. And, um, it was so surreal because this time around there was no jitters. There was no nerves. You know, I'm always a little nervous for the health of my partner in the situation because obviously, um, this is a, a traumatic event that they go through. So that makes me a little nervous. But other than that, I was able to be in the moment. Just enjoy every second. Love that little girl. And uh was so proud of my wife. Um and it, and it was it was just 
so different because I had learned so many lessons in the last 10 or 12 years about fatherhood and the importance of fatherhood and how this is just a gift, a gift that we are so lucky to be able to create this little person, you know? And so we were in our little awestruck phase, of course, and um, I spent the entire weekend at the hospital there. I just ran home once to shower and change and, you know, just getting to know our little girl. And because it was COVID, there was no visitors really. So, you know, it was just us in our in our beautiful room there and, and we got to know her and and enjoy her and, and you know, get that that stuff out of the way before we actually went home to live real life. And uh and and we get home and as soon as we get home I run to go pick up the kids and they meet her and my daughter Mia fell in love with her. My my son Johnny was low key loving her. Um, but you know, he's a boy and he's kinda like, All right, baby. You know, I'll enjoy you more when you're a little older, but he's he's all about her too. Um, and it, you know, what can I say right now other than that? I have so much love in my heart right now. Like it feels like it's going to burst every day. Um, it's, it's amazing to watch my wife just come into her own as a mom now. Um, even though she's still recovering and I'm like, I can't believe like how much she's able to accomplish, man. She's a superwoman. Um, watching my kids with this new dynamic with a sibling now, although she doesn't do much. Um, you know, and then my, my alone time with this kid, like I was in a place where before she was born, I was really, um, thriving in the chaos meaning like we were moving and that was like number one priority for me and so i was in like logistics mode planning out this mo this move and um i just finished one of my coaching programs a couple of weeks ago and so it was a nice time to be able to take a break from all that and just focus on the move and um she like regrounded me like oh, fuck the move like who cares it'll happen you know there's there's nothing to worry about with this move what matters is just we're all here together. Um, gave me some creativity with work, some new programs that I was able to roll out with my coaching stuff. Like, shit, man, it's just been like such a gift, you know. Um, and and I'm 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 just so thankful that I have this elevated consciousness right now about fatherhood. I understand this paradox. I understand how selfishly, man, the the growth of fatherhood in my life has now up-leveled me yet again. You know, um, I'm able to 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 give my family the love that that they need from me, but man, what they're giving me in return, like I, I couldn't I couldn't even quantify it. You know, um, it's it's so special. You know, and, and, and to be able to put aside like the manly stuff and just be the guy that's like picking up and changing the diapers when, when his wife's, you know, still recovering and in pain and, and be able to spend that alone time, um, you know, give her a break to go shower and, and, uh, you know, we're getting into our little routines now, um, my wife, for some reason, uh, and even though I'm the I'm the big rock fan, right? Uh, Dwayne Johnson, the Ro Dwayne the Rock Johnson fan, since way back in the day, she was like a couple of weeks ago all about the song 
you're welcome from Moana. And she even wanted to, we watched it last weekend, just me and her with the baby. Um, she was all about that song, You're Welcome. I guess she, she probably saw a few of those videos that The Rock puts on his Instagram uh, where he sings You're Welcome to his little daughter. And so we that was like a, a new little thing that we started. I put together a little playlist, and it's like the playlist I play when I change her diaper or I give her a bath. And um, it's just uh, I, I have the biggest smile on my face right now just even thinking about like singing her You're Welcome and she's just, just the same way they sing it in Moana, you know, doing the rap part from it. And she's just like staring at me like, what the hell is going on? You know, um, and just, to, and I'm sorry to ramble on about this, but um, in case you haven't figured this out right now, you know, we talk leadership on this show and I try to impart to you guys some knowledge that I've gained along the way along this this long-ass journey that I have had um, trying to discover how to be the leader that I always knew I could be. And, you know, we've talked balance phenomenon. We've talked leadership theory, inspiration theory. It's all the stuff that I teach in the leadership experience. But this one right here is something that I don't talk about much because this is mine, right? The fatherhood paradox. I can't teach this. Um in an effective way. I probably could um, create some kind of program within my coaching for this, but um, this is my secret weapon. You know, the balance phenomenon is always the thing that I say that that's, that's when I learned um, how to control balance in my life and, and how to be the same authentic person in front of everybody. That's when everything sort of started coming together. But the secret sauce in all that was that my kids gave me that ability. My kids gave me the ability where I didn't need to put facades on anymore because I was just dad. Nothing else mattered anymore once I realized that. I'm just dad. I don't give a shit. I don't need to be like the young, buff, hot guy or whatever I was trying to be when I was younger. Uh, The guy that's going out with his friends and drinking late and whatever, like... I just want to be dad. I just want to be home with my kids, watching a movie, hanging out on the couch, having some laughs, making up, <laughs> making up stupid songs, changing the lyrics to every song out there, knowing that my kids are going to laugh at my dad jokes because um, they're so ridiculous. You know, putting a, a license plate on my car that says launch dad on my on my weekend car. If I if if you told George ten years ago, twelve years ago that he would put a license plate in his car that said "Dad" on it, he wouldn't have believed you. I'm all about it now. I have the the, the family stickers on the back and the the whole thing, man. I eat this shit up. This is my my heart. This is what drives me. Um, so, what am I getting to with this? What I want to say is, and and I'm speaking to the dudes out there, of course, here, but the mommies, you guys know this too, and you know it better than we do it. You know, there's a, there's a reflex that comes to a, to a mother instantly, you know, and I'd like to say that that happens to dads too, um, took a little longer for me. 
Um, but I'm talking to the dudes out there, the dudes that are dads that are hoping to be dads. Um, the dudes that are good dads that are bad dads. Um, you know, there's always time for change. This, this thing, this fatherhood paradox that I've discovered, uh, in my life that totally changed the game for me. It's a source of everything. It is constant learning. It is the most humbling job you will ever have because you will never be that good at it. You know, you could be a great, amazing dad, but the job of being a dad, you'll never be like perfect at it. But that's amazing because you get to grow and learn every day. And for me, that's, that's, you know, if I can learn something every single day and keep this sharp, you know, keep the mind sharp through learning experiences, that's all I could ask for. You know, that, that's amazing to me. Um, you know, to, to have these lifelong companions, hopefully these kids that, that you get to raise and, and impart your knowledge on maybe build some legacies for, maybe not, maybe them, let them build the legacies. You know, I don't know what your dynamic is, but God, they're special. They really, really are. I hate to drone on about this, but everything about this is just such a gift. And if you can understand that gift and make it a mutually beneficial relationship where not only are you learning from them, but they're learning from you. And it's just this constant source of growth for everybody. And it's loving and it's nurturing and it's sympathetic and empathetic and, and thoughtful and, and all of the words, all of the feelings, every single feeling. Like Jimmy V says, laugh, cry, be moved to thought. That's a full day. If you can do that, that's a full day. You know, and, and fatherhood is that every day it's laughing, it's crying, it's being moved to thought. Um, if you're doing it right, if you're doing it right, it means you're doing it wrong, which is doing it right. And only a parent's going to know what that means. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I can, I can keep going on and on about this. I, I do, I'm going to do some writing about this because this has been, uh, you know, really, really special to me, but, um, there's so many things I'm thankful for right now. I'm thankful that the timing of all this worked out where, um, you know, this is episode 138. We have one more fully live episode next week, episode 139, before we move to three months of the LaunchCast reboots. Um, I love doing this show, but damn it. I want some Joey in my life. My little girl, Joanna, I want to spend time with her for the next few months. I want to, I want to learn every every little thing about her. Um, I want to move into this house. I want to, I want to finish building it. I want to um, just enjoy some life right now. I've been going hard this year, big time. Even though this was a COVID year, this was a very successful year um, for my company, for my coaching program, for for this podcast. And so I want to, I want to continue that momentum, but. Um, you know, after next week's episode, I'm going to dive into the fatherhood paradox a little more. 
right? With my little, my kiddos, we're going to enjoy our new pool. Um, and we're, we're going to enjoy getting ready for the holidays later this year. And, and we'll be back, of course, before Christmas time, beginning of December is when season two starts here, which I'm like so jazzed about, but, um, I'm just going to go enjoy the fatherhood paradox now. <laughs> That's all there is to it. So I want to, I want to thank you guys today. Um, it's another soapbox episode. I love these solo episodes once in a while where I get to just talk to you guys on the real. Um, this was fatherhood. This was leadership in a whole different way. This was leadership through fatherhood today, which is something I've wanted to talk about, but because obviously I've known about this baby coming since uh, early this year, I, I wanted to wait until after the baby came to have this conversation with you. Um, but, ah. Uh, God, I can't, I can't say enough. I got, I got to just let this go because when more comes to me, I'll put another show together. Uh, I don't want to just keep gushing over, uh, over these kiddos. Um, but it's the secret, man. It's the secret, the fatherhood paradox. Uh, guys, catch this jammy every single Monday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Apple Podcast, Pandora, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn. You know the deal with this, guys. Come on. It's been it's been 38 episodes. You know how to catch me. Guys, have a great rest of your week. We'll see you later. Launch sequence terminated. Into the black Thanks for listening to the LaunchCast today. Please make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available. Follow me, George Andriopoulos, at Launchpad CEO on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And make sure to visit our website, guys, thelaunchcast.com. Looking forward to the next episode. See you soon, guys.